0: Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast, bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips, so stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer in this mini-sode, uh, we're going to talk about Sigmus. The uh, the Age of Sigmar event that we recently attended, and by we I mean me, Russ the Face and Les Liberator Martin. Yes, and we're also joined by Terry Pike.
1: <laughs> I don't have a name anymore because no, I'm not a Reaver anymore. I know, got to find you a new nickname. Although Ter- I could Scrape- just start using him again. Call him Scrapey Terry Scrapey Pike. <laughs> by Byron's <laughs> modline Bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> got T- a- T- a- T- a- Terry Terry Farmer, center. Farmer Scrape. Yeah. I'm no yeah. longer the farmer though. No, <laughs> no. I'm
2: he's got back, a, in, I'm back in town, not he? He's got a business venture. So if anyone wants any, if anyone wants any mould line scrape to a high standard, then <laughs> <search> <laughs> Terry, you do it for a fraction of the price that you'd expect. Yeah, he
0: will be your Chinese mould lines farmer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what people are charging. I've had a look round and it's fucking it's hard to get a gauge on what people actually charge to build models <laughs> scrapey uh, scrapey five dollar <laughs> 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 but yeah essentially yeah i'm byron's Do you want scrappy, scrap? byron's bitch at the moment
2: <laughs> i love that you're scraping mold
0: lines for byron honestly. i don't know why it makes you happy
2: it's to know that there's it's still misery I want to see how much you're actually charging because I could do
1: with some old lines being scraped. <laughs> I've got a spreadsheet I'll send you. It's got all my prices on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry,
1: it's, it's, it's going to like,
0: that's his hobby. These demons are never going to get finished.
1: Well, I so might have a dwarf army arriving next week to bloody build for him as well. Shh, it's a great secret. <laughs> it's not secret. <laughs> it's not <a> secret. <sighs>
0: right. Warhammer stuff. Age of Sigma, I should say. Well, it is Warhammer
2: ah, uh, you know, there's only one, one game out there at the moment and then Knife Age doesn't exist. It's fine. If people
0: want to play it, it's fine. That we're, we're talking about Knife Age. No, we're not. We're talking about Age of Sigmar. So, um, <laughs> we went to uh, a tournament, didn't we? We And um, we went to that on the... I will say, so it was the 20th of September, the, December, something <laughs> like that? Yeah, it was. Obviously. It was, 20th. That was a good guess, <laughs> Um, So, we... We went on, that was in the big venue, yeah. which is Bristol Independent Gaming, um, which, you know, I'd say to people, if you're in that area, just go down and try and support the venue a bit, because I know that obviously since, like, the Warhammer tournament scene has taken a bit of a bit, bit of a hit, it's obviously affected um, their numbers a bit, hasn't it? So we've, we, we luckily, because it was a small event, we didn't get to play in the big cold garage, because um, so that's essentially what it is, isn't it? It's a garage. Yeah. It's like in, yeah, isn't it? I suppose. But we played upstairs, which I think had some more work done to it. I think the floor was done. I can't actually remember. But um, I remember before going up there, and it was all like it just had like tiles like laid it out. Had
1: random them. floor tiles to make like a pathway.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's yeah. actually been carpeted now. But um, it was quite nice, actually. It's quite nice up there. I don't a good atmosphere as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was um, 16 people. Yeah, I would say? But it was. Uh, Definitely, um, definitely a sort of nice level of, you know, of, of entrance. It's felt quite cosy. Uh, only a free day, a free game event one day. A Three day
1: event? Oh, what a beast!
0: <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, so we did a show already talking about our list, didn't we? Um, and like the scenarios and stuff. So if you want to listen back to that, you can. So we're not going to go through, but essentially we took Stormcast Eternals, um, and I'll just quickly run through, it's using the PCK comp, which, um, you can see, there'll be some links in the show notes, but basically, um, it's different to the Clash comp. Um, yeah. and all you have to do is balance the two pools of numbers and, you know, there's some shenanigans to do with summoning that, that somebody abused and. Yeah, good, much <laughs> used to it. <laughs> um but essentially you get to deploy 16 war scrolls and have four in the summoning pool and you get this comp score which can only add up to a maximum of 16. Yeah. Um there's obviously we've already covered the sort of the holes in the comp in the previous show. Um but they'll be apparent when we talk about some people's lists. <laughs> um, so I mean also the it didn't have to be painted for this event. So um I took the opportunity to take my stormcast which I've now put that project on hold. Um but yeah, basically I wanted to take take those out for a little bit of a little bit of a test run. Give them a run out, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and basically if you want to know roughly what I had in my list, it was basically the host of Xeros formation with a warrior priest and a griffhound. Um <laughs> just to get the comp down. Um and the in the summoning pool I basically had two units, and they, every game I used the same, which was uh, five decimators and five retributors with crossbows. So uh,
2: do, you to, do you want to just quickly gloss over your list, Les? Uh, my list was basically um, the Thunderstrike Brotherhood formation, so it was the Celestine on Dracoff, the Relictor, and the other sort of like bits that you needed to sort of fulfil that that sort of War uh, Scroll um, and then I sort of like bulked out on characters to be honest um, I took two units of Adjudicators as well and you know Protectors um, and then uh, I took a Castellant a Vexilar, um and uh, a Prime and yeah it and was two Birdmen too the two Birdmen yeah sorry the Venator and the Azirios or whatever it's called
0: yeah that's right I think the uh, or is there affectionately known as the Lantern Angel and the Shooty Angel yeah. <laughs> <Black> <laughs> knight <laughs> and
2: Green knight.
0: Yeah. God. I the Black Knight. Yeah. <laughs> or the Dark Knight, whatever his name is. It's, it's um,
2: Bird Arrow and fucking.
0: Bird Arrow? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I okay. The Falcon. That. No. Hang yeah, on. That's getting to comics. We have less, like gushing for two hours. Um, or oh, yeah. oh, getting angry, one or the other. That's all <laughs> <these days. laughs> You talk about Spider-Man,
1: your favourite film, and then we'll have
0: okay. after. just... <laughs> uh, we covered that on the other
2: show.
1: Yeah, don't get me started.
0: <laughs> yeah, we obviously do, we don't want to get you started, because you'll be, you know, there's really so much Marvel love gushing we could take on the show, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, we we rocked up, didn't we, and the first scenario was Five Gold Rings, and I actually thought this was the best scenario.
2: Five Gold bummins,
0: as we like to call it. Do, do you? I I, 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 <laughs> I I don't know why you want to call it that, but yeah, okay. I, I, thought, just,
2: you, I thought you were doing, you were bumming people with your fucking army, weren't you? Like, all yeah. I had a day was people whinging about your list. Did you? Yeah, I do You did like, at this me. Is this is so strong.
0: Well, it was alright. I don't think it was that strong. I mean, Balao's list was what? Yeah, Balao's list was um, Surely because he basically got about 50 pool choices in for... <laughs> the yeah, uh, yeah. Um and he still didn't use all his PCK rating. <laughs> um so yeah, essentially what did we do in the first game? So who were you playing in the first game, Laz?
2: I played a club mate. I played um one of the actual PCK guys himself, uh Carl Smith, who hot on his second place at Bjorn as well. Oh right, okay. Mm. Didn't,
0: didn't he win no oh, no it was Darren won Bjorn, wasn't it? Yeah, there. he can second carding. Yeah. Yeah, so what was the uh
2: how does okay. That go? And what does he use in and stuff? Uh, he was using sort of like a obviously we're doing Grand Alliances, aren't we? So um he was using a list involving uh, quite a few Stormcast Eternal Retro Retributors um and a Lord Celestant with uh, I think it was Volkmar on the war altar. Yeah. Um, he also had like a unit of flagellants, um and uh, he had a big unit of demigriff knights. And who's the who's the dude that's got the Sigma hammer that oh, is and- that's it, Bolton. Than... With Galmaras. That's it, yeah. His Galmaras isn't quite as good as the primes. Um now I like, uh, fair play to calf because I'd gone into this game. You also with... didn't need to also have a unit of protectors. Did, oh yeah, he did
0: have. A unit and he had a unit of he had a wizard of foot. Uh, yeah, as
2: beastly. well.
0: Yeah. Um, you got a lift. unit of knights like right God knights? Yeah.
2: God, I hate I, I, I miss something.
0: It's just in front of you, right? Yeah, that's generally what I do when I start talking about something. Oh, well, you know, I, I tend guess. to get a little bit prepared,
2: and Paul's not going to mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, I played him, so uh, <laughs> I do remember as well. So, um, so yeah, we um, we played the game. We, basically, fair play to Carl. I haven't played any Ages of Sigmar on the run up to this. I think I'm what nine games in or something like that.
0: Yeah, um, but you played ages ago when it. It was like the start, a
2: starter set game type things. It was right. Yeah, so, um, this is your first Age of Sigma tournament. Is it? This is my first Age of Sigma tournament, yeah. Um, and so, so me and Carl played, and like, I'll, I'll be honest with Carl, he he knew that what my list could do because he was one of the organizers and we'd okayed that I could take my list the way I did. Um, and he basically proceeded to teach me how to play Age of Sigma in the first two turns. <laughs> um, which is, yeah, <laughs> and I don't mean like as in like he schooled me up, as in like he actually taught me how to play Age of Sigma. Oh, you just forgot stuff like the how to go first and how to move and
1: yeah, like sequence
2: said, and hero yeah. phase, and that
1: yeah, kind of Yeah, it
2: was just like because yeah, yeah. I hadn't played and I I hadn't really sort of, to be honest, I didn't even think about it. I just rocked up and it was like a little one day I thought I'll have a laugh. It was just, I wasn't expecting to do anything really just to, you know, play a few games and throw the prime down and start showing you up the touch when it comes down. Um, but, um, but, yeah, like we, we started out Carl um let me go first. Um I, I essentially deployed everything in the Celestial RAM, um Um Carl let me go first. Um, Did you you must have had like characters on the board, I assume, or um I or had the uh, Venator or something or? it was I, I had the protectors, um, the Vexeler, yeah. uh, uh, the Castellant, the hmm. Slam and um the all the non Thunder Brotherhood you know, Yeah, so you basically had all the food. stuff you couldn't yeah, all the but stuff in the I'm realm, yeah, the celestial realm, and that's like the running theme for the the actual the tournament is in. Like, I deployed the the brotherhood in the celestial realm along with the prime, obviously, um, and I had enough models on board. Though. Did you do that as one drop? Yeah, and he still, you still, still had the choice of turn. It's because I got, when you when you look at it, it's in like so, the thunderstruck brotherhood goes up and the prime goes up, but I've still got two units of Um I've got two character. Uh, was it three characters, four characters, even so? Two judicators, four characters, a slam. Mm-hmm. Um, so already, why
1: did you have a slam? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: right, uh, because yeah. basically in the comp, um, you could use a summoning pool and put models in it, and then that reduced your um, it reduced your your PCK rating for your army, even though they're not on the table.
1: Right.
0: So he he put, like, four units of skink handlers, which are minus two comp each. But right. But I don't know why you took the slant, other than the fact that then it allows you to summon them.
2: Yeah. It was, Whereas I think
0: you felt a little bit bad about not be having any way to actually get them
2: on the table. Yeah, because when I've turned up, Kieran, I think Liam actually said to me, he goes, you better have the fucking skink handlers in your box. So that you can them. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, I know they're not going on the fucking table, but you better have them in the box. And I was like, yeah, I've got them.
1: Why yeah. have you got a slang and skinks? Because it
2: reduces your comp.
1: No, but why? Why have I got them? Model why it. do you own them? <laughs> he doesn't. He borrowed them. Oh, <laughs> oh
2: right, okay. I it. He call a nasty okay. word most of the time. He lent them to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that was. The, the, so, yeah, I had like. He, he. I did that so that I could essentially manipulate the comp. You know, like how in Bjorn, yeah, Swedish comp in the old, in 8th edition, you'd take.
1: Yeah, you'd you fill that with like cheap units to you'd cheap. Take your comp score higher. The filth units, yeah, this is essentially the same thing.
2: Right. Uh, and yeah,
1: so like, you know, yeah, it's
2: back to the game, like I had seven drops or eight drops because. okay, of, yeah, I see. So he 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 let me go first, but I initially after talking to me and you, like between myself and you about it, Russ, wasn't it? I wanted to, I wanted the first turn. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I can do a bit of shooting. I can, you know, move around a little bit and not worry too much if they, you know, because if I'm deploying deep still, then even if they do double turn me, I'm not going to be pushing at them across the table. No, it's right. I want them to sort of like come at, Come forward so that I can then drop the thunderstrike Brotherhood down and sort of like have, pick them off as and when I want to, essentially. Um, and and yeah, so can't let me out for a first turn, and I sat off him and done a bit of messing around, put some main... the knight Zero a bit better and shot um, shot at his water with the the bowman. So you concentrated this, on the altar. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to take out the altar because. <laughs> I mean, we'll explain it now, um, really, how Carl's army works, which is a bit... Because I think Karl's army was actually quite quite good.
0: It's very strong, but I think he's missing... He could make it a lot better by putting stuff like the Vex in. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and essentially, what, what it does um, is the Retributes, obviously, when they roll a six to hit, they do two mortal wounds. Yeah. So things like the War Altar, the Beast Wizard, they allow... And the Beast Wizard basically buffs the Demigryphs. Because they get this thing if you roll a six to wound, I think. Yeah. They do mortal d3. wounds or d3 damage. d3 damage. And I think wild form gives you plus one to wound. And then the Moral Towers on a free up gives you um, re-roll uh, plus one to hit. And yeah. then he's got the lord celestial on foot that gives them plus one to hit. So basically, the retributors are exploding on a four plus.
2: Yeah.
0: And then I think you can get re-rolls to hit as well. Um, somehow, I can't remember how. Didn't he have a
2: uh, a lawmaster as well? He did.
0: Yeah, Yeah, was it then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you you can then go okay, and the warlord has got like a a really powerful nuke on it. Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's just retardedly good. Um, yeah, I mean It. it, I was really really wary of that. I was basically Mm. trying to deploy so he couldn't utilize it against me with the range. Um. But and also it's got that every like three people model within a range can come back gets
2: a six up ignore the wound that kills them sort of thing. That's right. Yeah, I can remember him doing that when we played. Um, but yeah, I I think having looked at his list because obviously the the draw winner I looked at it and and spoke to you about it and you sort of pointed out some of the really strong parts of it and I I decided early on that I was going to take out the water because I figured that the water is. You know, it's a key piece. Uh the war turns the Celeston really. Um mm-hmm. so I just sort of like for the first turn, pumped some shots into him. Um didn't do a great deal, you know. I think I took it down like I think it was two wounds. So I didn't do the big shot. Um I was gonna save that until um a bit later on in the game. Um so I, I like I took a couple of wounds off it, I think, um, in the first turn. I mean obviously it was a while here now, so it's a bit loose in my head. Um Karl then proceeded to sort of like push forwards and make sure that he was on um, a couple of objectives. So he had his, like, his Demigris on one objective because they, they were scoring ring two, wasn't it? I think. Um, the gold rings. Yeah, know, you
0: guess. score in the battle round two.
2: Yeah. And sure.
0: that's one point per ring. There's five
2: golden rings, basically one in the middle and two that you place, two that they place. And there's some restrictions, you can't be too close to the edge um so yeah so he had his dendemocrats on one of the unit and he pushed his sort of like his bubble of um of retrievers with the selllistants and the um the water forwards um and he did this you know i think he was just going to try and put a bit of pressure on me and also score in that round too knowing for a while that I would be able to get him off the off the um the objectives mm. um he we then sort of like rolled for the initiative and he got the, the the double turn. Not the double turn, sorry, the the, the turn. It wasn't the double turn, sorry. Um yeah and he moved forwards then and just tried to sort of like put me under pressure. Like Volton had like hammered across the board. Yeah. Um and I think he, he put him over like really early to try and sort of like almost alpha strike the slam because the slam was like putting uh, Mystic Shield on one of the bird men um to try and uh, the Azero Sky um with the the lantern. Um and he, he was trying to kill the, the, the slan. He um, really prioritised the slan. Yeah. So I, I, think just, I think that's a bit I weird. He went in to kill the slan. I think he went in to try and sort of like do some damage. Um, I, I, I should believe he. Um, yeah, he, he tried to sort of like push around the backfield because I had the Vexiler, um and the Castellan sort of like in the right-hand corner of the table.
0: Oh, okay, you had them well out of the way then.
2: Yeah, he was going to come into the slam and then I think he could get him to move around. Um, looking at the sort of like the rules for Voltan as well, um, I was like, again, I probably should have just tried to kill him, but like Carl was saying like, oh yeah, you kill him and he just comes back alive.
0: Yeah, I, I found when I played him, he isn't that hard to kill because you kill him, he comes back to life and then you just finish him off. Yeah. you has got five wins. So
2: again, I'd probably not knowing the game and not knowing. This is going to be like a running theme for the um, for the for the event for me. Really, is not knowing really what certain rules do and what certain models do and you know perhaps ways to deal with it and prioritise it you know in a in a different sort of like when when i was an age i'd played enough games that i could you know know what to prioritize and what to sort of like and sort of like have an idea of what i want to do game plan wise whereas i kind of was trying to think on my feet a little bit with this um so yeah so he he pushed vaulting forward and tried to kill the slam um and then sort of like got all of his units in position to to score, really, in that that, that second round. Um, It was then sort of like my turn. um, We had a a little bit of a discussion because he, in the comp pack, it said that units that have been summoned uh, can't score on the turn that they're summoned. Yeah. Um, And we looked at it, and I was like, my argument being that I could Thunderstrike Brotherhood down and actually... Contest. Contest or capture... Yeah because um, you're not summoned because I'm not summoned because I'm deployed, no,
0: I'm deployed. same
2: as like, if you had convenient skinks or skink patrol or whatever yeah. you know I'm already there um, and and also so also it was to do with the the me moving something with the knight Vexler with his flag um,
0: well they were on the tables. so I know
2: but so he he said to me, obviously, he wrote the pack, or Hunt not the pack, and his intent, he said, like, well, we intended it to be this way. And I was like, well, it's not kind that's of... what her- it says. <laughs> it's not it's not kind of how it's wrote. So we had a ruling from Liam about it, and Liam was like, well, if that's how we've wrote it, then that's how, you know, it's going to be played. And I was like, OK, cool. Which I think
0: as well, I'd say that that's that's the right way as TO. Yeah. If you've dropped the ball on something, you know, that that is, I mean, obviously before the event if you spot a loop or you contact them they could change your mind but during the games you know you read the rule
2: it's probably clear what they've written exactly Um, so that that made me then be able to sort of drop the Thunderstrike Brotherhood down on a few of the objectives um, that the car hadn't got yeah, essentially. So I, I managed to pop down um, a unit on top of one in a wood. Um, I teleported uh, the protectors onto another unit, which then sort of like had me and Kong contesting. We both had two each. Um, I also took this point to drop down the the prosecutors that I had, um, and they had the the javelin and the the trident. Yeah. And, and with a good turn of shooting, I managed to take sort of managed to chip off enough wounds for the um, well not chip off enough wounds but like I managed to hit three times and do double damage on the the water with the with the actual the javelins which is quite good yeah um, I, I decided to put the, the prime down as well um, at this point um, because in not knowing again sort of like thinking I'm going to try and get the prime into that unit of retributors um, early on and try and not um, not giving him the opportunity to sort of like advance across the board because I didn't really have a lot that could deal with that unit on the table, I felt fine. And whilst I kind of felt like I was maybe throwing the prime away by putting them into the unit early on, um, I I felt that, you know, if I can cripple the unit, then I can deal with it in other ways. Um, So I put the prime into that unit, essentially, Um, when it came down is a unit of... Uh, retributors. Um, I got lucky with the charge. Uh, I didn't need to use his dice roll, which was quite nice um, to you know, to his um, ability to turn one of the dice to whatever I like. Um, and went in there and I basically blatted the unit, which is quite nice. I managed to hit with all three and wound three times and take off six Retributors out of his unit of nine, I think it was.
0: Right, okay. It was
2: six attacks, yeah? Six attacks, yeah, because obviously he's not not it, not eight because be, I'm usually hanging on till the third game round right for that. Yeah,
0: I think um, the third game round you'd have six attacks. The second round you'd have four
2: attacks. Have I done that wrong? I think so. In that case, I'd cheat you, can't.
0: <laughs> You get two for That's... every battle round you stay up. So, yes. Yeah, so the so third... if you come down on turn two you've only been up for one. So I you'd be
2: up, up to... I mean, to... uh? I might have got that the one we ran. I might have put him down in the second turn it was a while ago and it wasn't man. It was like, you know, yeah, but if you come down in the second
0: turn, you'd only have, you'd only have four attacks because you get two, then plus two.
2: Yeah, no, I don't. Because you've
0: not spent the second round up in the air. You've only That's, spent first round.
2: Yeah, I bought a then. So I've done that completely wrong. So I apologise, can <laughs> um Yeah, so I, I managed to get two See, you
1: bastard. I
2: know.
1: Going <laughs> so over a club, mate. Oh, how could you? Well, what,
2: you should know. It's what happens when you don't fucking play the game.
0: There's, I'm sure there's a lot. That goes on like that at the moment with uh war scrolls because you read it and it's very easy to slightly read it the wrong way. I mean, just yeah. look at the croak um temple guard thing,
2: yeah. Uh, so that's I, I feel a bit, I feel a bit, shit now. but yeah, I, I managed to kill a few retributors and um, he um, killed the prime off with them back if that makes sense. So, yeah, he, with the remaining the, the sort of like the the remaining the guys and everything else that piled in because obviously. The, um, I positioned him quite badly so that his castellan or cellistent could pile in as well. So I lost the. St-
0: uh, okay, so you gave him a free pile in, basically.
2: Yeah. I'd, again, that's not knowing the game well enough to be able to, to be able to do it. To be honest, um, and yeah, so he got the prime in, at, not the prime, sorry, the the Celestan and his retributors and managed to kill the prime, which was um, you know I gave it away, but, but I, it crippled that unit, which it probably shouldn't have done.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we just wait a turn. I, I mean, it's. It don't think it makes a massive difference in the grand scheme of things. No, no. I mean, we didn't
2: get all our game turns in anyway because uh, he was teaching me how to play the game. So because I was going along, not really knowing what's what. So, um, so yeah, we we. I managed to do that. Kill the killed a lot of the Retribute unit, um, and he. We then sort of like did the the turns again. So. Um, and Did we, you
0: so on the second round? I mean, only points. Who scored what? Did you score three? I, like? I
2: scored two. He scored two because we. Okay. Were, uh, so basically, you were holding your own, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and it was because that's dropping the up a day, and managing to, to to sort of to contest really those there. Um so I, you're not, Were you not able to contest his then? Um, I, I was going to. I again didn't even think about it. I just wanted to make because if you
0: dropped your liberators and contested his, you would have been two up.
2: Yeah, I should have, actually. You know, again, it's, it's not knowing. I didn't try and contest. I just basically tried to score. Right, yeah. okay, yeah. I tried to score without giving away too many points because I was a bit sort of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, give away points cheaply here. Mm. Um, so, well, give away a unit. And I figured that, yeah, and the running theme that i would noticed with, you know, the, the fan, uh, Storm Pass Eternals over the course of this sort of event was that whilst they are really good and they can drop down and do stuff, the, they fucking fold like paper don't they they they
0: do they are really squishy um, yeah. you don't have a lot of like because you've got no way to buff the saves and stuff most their best saves basically four up isn't it yeah. three up on some of the characters but they are quite they are quite soft I find they do they do drop very quickly especially the liberators and the angels
2: the, the angels in particular if you mm. focus anything on the angels then they tend to just sort of just die don't they you know I mean there's only three models in a unit you can generally sort of see them off quite easily and
1: yeah.
2: you know it's a bit frustrating to be honest because you, you I, I suppose I kind of like you look at the Liberators and you go yeah they on paper they should be pretty good you know they've got um, they've got that re-roll ones with the shield um, they're, they're quite sort of sturdy looking as well so if you think like yeah they'll be alright but I suppose there is only 10 wings in the unit and they you know they're not,
0: yeah I think they're, I don't think they're bad but they are I mean I think as well another problem they've got is they've got a big footprint
2: yeah.
0: So it means that more people can get close to hit them?
2: Yeah.
0: Which, which makes a big difference. Because if you add, like, <clears throat> five guys on, you know, like, 25 mil rounds, then they're quite compact. Actually, you can't get many models in melee range. Yeah. Whereas you've got four, five guys on 40s, you can literally get so many models in to fight them. Um, And
2: then random and stuff like that as well, you know. Yeah,
0: and also like multiple units as well, if you're really that way inclined.
2: Yeah. So it's that's the thing that I've yeah they they do tend to be a bit you need to support them I think which is something that I've you know picked up from playing the 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 games I did. so, yeah, so, like, Carl got his um his turn again. Um, He managed to see off the pro- uh, the Protectors with Demigriffs, because he had, like, quite a big unit of demigris, didn't he? I think it was six or something, wasn't Maybe it? Six Demis, yeah. He managed to see off the the Protectors. Um, Those and, Demis are properly good. Yeah, my found them really, really good. Um, I'm surprised that, like, I mean, I, I suppose I've not seen anything on Twitter where people take him Demigriffs.
0: <laughs> I mean, there hasn't been a lot of Empire players, to be fair, and I think they're quite a strong army. Um, Most people can't look past Gout and Cannon, so... Nigel, hey,
2: what? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I just figured that. They, I didn't. I mean, they always were good. So, so
0: did you kill the water in the end? Did you, did yeah. you shoot that off? Yeah? Uh, yeah, the water got shot off in the... And yeah. your prime died to yeah. his retributes, but, um, but I, I did you was, finish those off? or
2: what? the retributes, no. I, basically, no. He, I'm just trying to go through his like, second turn. He like, well, obviously he killed me. It was my third turn. I managed to kill the water and finish off the retributors. Oh, OK. Um, so, yeah, he basically pushed with the demons, killed the the protectors, um, the judicators, which are like... Just amazing. Um, managed to shoot off the the water, um, and do a few other bits, and um, managed to sort of like shoot off the water, and then I pushed up with some liberators, um, and that was sort of like my turn three, and then we had to like abandon the game because we ran out of time. Yeah, you guys were taking ages. Yeah, because again, like it was due to me not really preparing for the event and not really thinking about. Sort of. I think as well, like
0: the there's so much to think about with stormcast. Yeah. So you, you basically, there's so many decisions, where do I drop, where do I put this, when do I use this ability, you can spend ages, I mean I found that basically, I, I mean, I'll get into my game in a minute, but basically I found that I had like my turn 2 and it just took me ages to decide where everything was
2: going. When, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and you kind of like, you skip your deployment phase but then you're, you know, you kind of say to your opponent, "Are you carry on, mm. but you still need your deployment time but just later on in the game. Yeah.
2: And it was it was actually quite nice because like me and Carl played and stuff, and he was like he said to me, he goes, he goes, if you knew what you were doing, you would have smashed me. Um, and he actually said if we carried on, you would have won that game because you would have got the extra. Did yeah. you not
0: count the last turn? You didn't count like that was the end of the game and count the points up as if it was round five. You just said, oh, we've only got yeah. these many points. Yeah,
2: that's oh, what we did. Okay, so we didn't get the last.
0: It's a bit strange. I would have probably said, well, let's play the last round. We're tight on time. We'll, we'll score at the end of this round rather than another fifth round and it, it just then because obviously by not playing five rounds because the way the Sniderich you score an extra like the majority of the points like it's ten points Yeah. in the last round so that's I mean, quite crippling really
2: yeah it, it kind of stopped us getting like both of us really getting any extra points didn't it like you know for the mm. the, the for Carl himself as well because obviously you know, you know those points games. I know it's win-loss-draw but the tie break's important yeah for the tie break um, So yeah so we We stopped it there Because obviously We did overrun massively I mean you hung around And waited forever. Oh yeah we mean
0: Everyone was finished Apart from you we were good like 20 minutes into lunch And you're still playing So yeah. you had to stop
2: yeah, Definitely yeah. And So yeah so we, we Finished up And as you can tell By like me Even the way I'm Discussing it now It's like You can tell that I'm Quite new to the game system
0: Well I think you're using A new army New comp yeah. system New mission Not played any practice It just yeah takes time and I, I found my first game I struggled with how much stuff how many rules and how many war scrolls and I find as well when you're using like the app yeah. even on a tablet and you're flicking between scrolls to look at things it just takes time like I really like the books because you know it's quicker
2: that's why I ended up I ended up putting my phone away and just getting the book out and just sort of having the book in front of me because I found that it was easier for me to find stuff in the book flipping between it than it was you know, before I mean, by the end of the event and stuff, like right, you know, I didn't need to go and look. Well, I find it, that after uh, the
0: second game, you pretty much remember
2: it all, but it's just yeah.
0: its it's, the problem is it makes a big difference. Like, is it freeze or fours? And it's like that's that's a big difference. You know, you get that wrong, you're hitting on freeze every game
2: rather than fours. So that makes that unit infinitely better. Well, look at me and you know getting the prime thing wrong. Luckily, you know the rest of the time you stayed up there it's all like you
0: know. Training. I was going to say it's. You probably don't ever want to bring him down until turn three, unless you're gonna do something with him a bit quirky, which I was telling you about, which is using him as like a missile platform.
2: Yeah. Because
0: 'Cause he's got that comet strike, hasn't he, that ability? Doing
2: the shooty thing,
0: yeah. Hmm. That's but. actually I think a viable tactic. But so did you how did that game end up then? A win to yeah. you? Uh no, the, uh lost to me. I lost to you, and and so was that so basically you lost your first game. Lost my first game, yeah, I only
2: won uh one, one game. So oh, don't
0: spoil it. Sorry. You just ruined it now Everyone knows you're a loser now
2: Everyone, Anyway, if you can't tell I'm a loser by the word Are <laughs> Yeah
1: Oh, damn. sorry
2: Oh god, this is coming out after the Masters, man, seriously Everyone will be like, what the fuck <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Oh no, I'll have this out before the Masters have. not fucking
1: put out before the Masters I will This, this will be out in like two days time hmm. I'll have my army
0: paint in two days And I'll be able to, for like a week to do what I want I'll just be like, oh, where's all this time come from? So happens you Army. <laughs> um, yeah, so I played uh, my first game, I guess you're done with that, yeah, I mean, yeah was doing. any key learning point I mean the thing that you learned coming out of that game, you thought I will do this differently next game, yeah
2: 100%. I am um, knowing now uh, what everything, uh, essentially so, so what was the main thing that you thought right, going into the next game, I'm not gonna do this again. I'm not gonna throw the prime into some of the accounting one Yeah. Um, and I also was real sketchy with my positioning when I dropped the thunderstruck brothers, and, and yeah. it's like I was under the impression that it could all come down, that's to all come down together. Right. Okay. You know, and it was just I looked at it, and after that game, I went right. I know exactly what I'm doing now, to to a certain degree, um, and I was looking forward to the next game because it was exciting. It was fun to play with, you know. Like I really enjoyed the game against Carl. Um, and the iron was like real fun to play with so yeah I really
0: enjoyed um, using the Stormcast so um, I guess I'll get on to my game and then we'll, um, we'll we'll sort of ask after each game the thing that you learnt or the thing that impressed you about their list or whatever um, so I played Marcus Crawley um, and he was using um, Vampire well Death basically so he used to get to me Arkhan the Black the Gawking on Terrorgeist the Gawking on Foot uh, um, three units, ten crypt goals, three crypt horrors, the carnal pit battle scroll, a necro sphinx, a var two bat swarms, and two banshees, and then the rest was in his, and twenty archers. And the rest and That's he,
1: a lot of stuff in that. Uh, yeah, I know.
0: Tell me about it. Um, so, the way this, this worked is I only had, um, I, every game I did this, I basically deployed my whole army in the celestial realm, except for the two angel characters and the warrior priest. I always left the Warrior Priest within range of the Venator to increase his, um, so basically with the Warrior Priest on a free up, you get to re roll, um, to wound, I think it's to wound, on your attacks. So I just basically powered, tried to power up the, um, the Venator every, on the first turn, and then he was gonna sniper shot something on the first turn. Um, so I obviously, what I did as well, is I intentionally took the first turn. Yeah, and the reason I did that is because I want the double turn chance later. So I will take the first turn. They go next. Then you roll the priority. Even if I win that, I'm giving that to them because I haven't got any men left. I haven't got any men on the board really. So um, there is an interesting point actually. There's um, in the um, I think in the four pages. There's something about if you've got no models on the table. You automatically lose. Yeah. So I didn't really think about it, but apparently, if you if you've gotten no... if I had all my men up in the celestial realm and all three characters dead, then that might be an auto loss. Yeah. Um, but um, actually, I don't think that's how it's worded. Um, I
1: I can't can't say I've seen that in there. I'm gonna have a look at that while you're t- talking. That's in the main
0: four pages. Yeah. Is it? As a major line. victory, but it's arguable about what does that mean because you do deploy them they just deploy in the realm so it's like what's the battlefield what you know does it it, it's kind of strange i understand with like if you've got no way to summon but if you've got stuff you haven't deployed but then maybe that is the case um but anyway um i think liam said that he would have ruled it that it was fine as long as you don't have a whole battle round with no models on the table so that's Basically what he said, and I think some tournaments have house-ruled it, so if you've got models you can bring on, then as long as you bring them. I quite like that whole battle round with no models on the table, because it, it means it gives you a chance to bring stuff on.
2: Yeah.
0: It only really affects Stormcast, I believe. I don't think there's many armies that can almost set up entirely off the table. Um, so, yeah, so he basically went first, and he, he had, like, balled up in the middle of the table. He had this bit of terrain that he used as his Carnal Pit, and he had all his men sort of clustered around that, and he pushed his Terrorgeist and his Banshee and his Necrosphinx at me, at the three characters. Um, on my f- sorry, on my first turn, I killed his Ghoulking on the first shot. I just killed his Ghoulking. I was like, I'm going to kill that, because I know that does so much to the army to make it good. So I killed his Strigoi Ghoulking on foot. I didn't realise he had one on the Terrorgeist, to be honest, because he didn't have it on the back of the monster. He had it on the base. Okay. So I just thought it was a Terrorgeist. And then he was like, I'm going to cast Mystic Shield from the Terrorgeist. I was like, eh? And he goes, oh, there's a Gawking on it. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) So, um, but the Strigoi King on foot was his general, so I killed him on the first turn. um, I think because he wanted to use his command ability, um, which, to be honest, when I've played the Carnal Pet, he's always my top pick as an assassination target. Um, He pushed up. He, He ended up basically killing... Um, getting the Necro Sphinx into one character, killing that. Getting the Terageist into the other character, killing that. And leaving one character on like a wound. The the, the Aziros was on like one wound. Going into my second turn because I gave him the turn again. Yeah. So I basically gave him the the turn again. I said, well, you can carry on killing my three characters. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, the Venator did a bit of damage and stuff. And then I decided that the way I played my formation is I would drop half the units wait and then drop my combat power. Yeah. And the reason I did that is because obviously the prime needed to get better because he's not really good enough. Also the scenario I wanted to drop some scoring units down. Um so I dropped my two units of angels with hammers um at the back of the board to take his bat swarms that he left on the two objectives. Yeah, I dropped um all my shooters basically around his army. And the key piece here was Heraldor. Because yeah. he had clustered his whole army around that full bit of terrain, tooting his horn, basically did mortal wounds to everything within like d six inches of the terrain. So basically, just did loads of damage to his army. It did the damage to the vargulf to the crypt horrors, to of ghouls, to the skeleton warriors, and to arcan. It was all around that terrain piece in the middle. Yeah. Um. I shot. I, I basically the angels went in. They shot, charged, and attacked the bat swarms and didn't kill the bat swarms. And what I didn't realise is the Bat Swarms, if they do a wound to you, they heal to full wounds at the end of the round. Yeah. So basically the Bat Swarms were still able to claim the objectives, because they had five wounds. So yeah. they basically kept the two objectives contested. Um, the other two objectives were contested. Basically everything was contested, but nobody scored in the first in the second battle round. I think he scored two yeah. for the centre, and that was it. I can't remember. But um, the... Uh, the liberators i drop but what the aziros formation does is that when it drops every mod enemy unit within 15 is half movement and only charges one d6 so i retreated my um venator my um yeah but ve- no aziros the bird aziros guy out of combat with the terrorgeist but of course when you're only moving like half your move so if it's movement 14 you're moving seven inches and charging d6 that gives you an effective charge range of of not a lot, yeah. So he can't charge me. So all I did was use units to slow his army down, and because he had pushed so far out with his Terrorgeist and his um, uh, Necro Sphinx, he basically was unable to come back and rescue his main army. Where I dropped everything else in like almost a crescent around. And what I didn't realize as well is Batswarms give you a minus one to shoot in if you're within twelve. They're just really good, I don't know. They're just, just ridiculously good. Um, so basically my, my shooting wasn't that effective because I didn't know that I dropped a lot of my men within 12 of the battle swarms. Yeah. Um, did a bit of shooting, killed some ghouls, did some to far golf, you know, and then I went, rolled the battle round and I got the next turn. So I then dropped the prime, another unit of liberators to slow down the two key in a line to slow down both the combat monsters. Yeah. Then I dropped the decimators because what I did is with the prime, he did the explosion attack. Yeah. So in that cluster where everything was clustered around, and then I also did the um, the Heraldo again. So obviously that's two sets. That's three sets of D three mortal wounds on every unit. So mm-hmm. far, just just from that, and then obviously got the shooting as well. Shot a bit more, and I dropped the decimators in. And I put them basically on top of this middle where he had all his infantry on twenty mil bases. They went into combat, and literally, I just went, "Okay, so there's twenty skeleton bowmen, like like twenty ghouls, and Arcan all clustered together, and the decimators get one attack per model within reach, two inches. So basically, they killed it all, Um, and and the prime. I think the prime killed Arcan. Um, or he died from the explosions and from these two Star Soul maces I put into him. Yeah. Because I, I, I basically I didn't need to use the Prime to actually
2: kill him. Um, you were just zapping him with the Star Souls and like, is the Prime's sort of like Comet Scepter or whatever? Is
0: it? Yeah, and with the Comet Scepter in the formation, it allows you to summon a unit. So I summoned within 12 of the points. That's why I summoned the Decimators. So I did this explosion to summon the Decimators. Um, and then basically I ended up shooting down the Terror Geist... So that couldn't actually, it did actually clean It retributors in combat. I had three retributors, which basically did nothing all weekend. Um, I charged them in thinking, well, they might die, but at least they get to, um, strike. Yeah. But actually, they never got to strike because I had to pick the decimators first, really. <coughs> and then the retributors got killed before this drug.
2: Um, I have heard what you, your thoughts on, like, decimators throughout the weekend. I think that. You know, they're definitely a must-have for the list. I think in the a, in in a, you know your standard stormcast
0: list. Well, I think they just give you another um, another weapon to your arsenal, um, yeah. which is the bravery bomb because that's what I actually killed off the archers was the bravery, because they give you plus two to your bravery test and then the prime gives you minus two, so that combination is a four-point swing. So even at bravery ten, because I killed like fifteen archers, the whole unit just going to implode. Yeah. Um, but um I was pretty sure they were going to go anyway um but yeah basically the end of the drove over the game I just then was able to kill all his scoring units um he had the Necrosphinx left I think at the end um, and I I basically just ended up contesting all the objectives and and sort of taking the game out from him. But it was all over, really, when Arkan and all the, the, the ghouls that in the middle of the board went and the two uh, batswarms went to the later turns to the Angels, which, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't like the Angels at all. I think they're awful.
2: Yeah, um, I've, I found them to be very lacklustre in every game. They just like a, They were more of an afterthought for me, every single time. You know, yeah. they were they were just sort of like, oh, I, I mean... In, well we we'll get to it in the other games won't we but I just don't particularly think that they bring a lot unless you're taking the ones with the double handed hammers like, not mm. sorry the, the the two hammers
0: yeah I mean the javelin's alright as well but the problem is judicators are just so much better yeah and I think as well depends on the comp like judicators were effectively the same so you would to just take judicators yeah. it's, it's the same it's like and mo comp they're the same cost so three angels or five judicators the angels are okay because they're quick which is one thing the stormcast struggle with but when your whole army's dropping down you don't really need it. I mean the only reason I had them was purely because um I had to take four units of them. Is that for the um, formation yeah. formation line. so i had four units for free. Um they're okay but they're not Do you think that you could tool them sort of like and have them sort of like for combat,
2: you know, maybe take the ones you with You could
0: it. do but you need six of them I think. And then because I because of the comp I had to have them in freeze. Yeah. There's these units of you can't combine them. Otherwise I'd have six javelins and six. I'd have two units of six. Because yeah. <clears throat> they become more useful because they are they've got that shock factor of more shots, more combat. So you can move, shoot, charge, fight first, and do an alpha strike with them, and it's really strong. Mm. Um, but I think actually the angels would probably be quite good as like your vanguard. Yeah. So if you're playing against someone and you're not using teleport shenanigans, then they're the kind of unit you put out in front and then they're like, Well they've got to, they can't really go round them. No. So they've got to go into them and then yeah, they they're probably gonna die. But then that gives you the counter charge with all your paladins and liberators and stuff, so it's like it's fine.
2: It's quite good as well. Because of the movement they can always you can go in, do some damage on a unit, and then if they survive, you can always retreat them out of that unit as well, can't you? And just yeah. You're yeah. just not giving them away, because obviously that 12-inch move is quite easy to get out of reach for the the retreat and stuff.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't imagine they survive. I mean, it's just literally you've got a, a, t- a movement 12 unit that you can spread out that basically you go, but you can't go within three. Around them you've got to move around them, so you can't move through them. If you do go into them, then that's where you are. You've not gone any further than that. There's no overruns or anything, so you can literally use them to put up a screen in front of your army if you really want to. Um, mm-hmm. And they can obviously shoot when they do that. I mean, you wouldn't charge them; you'd, you'd use them as a, as almost like a skirmish screen. I mean, it might work. I don't know. I've tried it, but um, I found they're okay. I mean, the the, the 3d6 charge is quite useful because they they generally can can charge from far away, so it's it's kind of there's no risk to it, especially when your enemy's been restricted in their movement with the drop shenanigans from the host of Zeros. And then later in the game, I think, I, I did the, te- the, the Scepter Strike to kill the Terrorgeist again. And then summoned, you know, those crossbow dudes, and they shot off something. I found Banshees were ridiculously tanky as well,
1: yeah.
0: But because they ignore Rend.
1: Okay. So, so like, I, a
0: Banshee yeah. in a wood is, like, I think they've got, like, a 2-up save and they ignore Rend or something stupid. Or a 3-up save, ignore Rend, so actually they're really tanky.
2: That is good. Does
0: it just ignore one rend or ignore all rend? Ignore rend. Really? I well, I'm not I've got any more than one apart from the prime, but yeah, because they're ethereal, basically. So yeah, okay. Um, cool. yeah, so I was quite impressed with some of the vampire units, and definitely an army that I might visit at some point. But it's yeah, it's game.
2: He's got, I mean, this is he's one of the guys from the club, isn't it? One of the newer guys from the warchiefs chiefs. Yeah, he
0: was a nice guy. Um, I, I've, I've, seen I I've struggled to get my game done in time because there's so much to think about. Yeah. Um but I won that game uh, twenty seven to five. Um which was then a, a win. So I was quite happy with that. That was a good
2: good start. No, insane like it did look like you had fun as well, like, you know, in between me and Carl sort of him showing me this is how you try first, this is how you <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't know, it did look like you had a lot of fun to be honest, and like um I was chatting to you at lunchtime and you said that you, you really enjoyed playing you and stuff.
0: Oh alright, cool. That's,
2: That's good to be, know. Yeah, so, yeah. To know it's nice to get
0: sort of like good feedback from people yeah I think I'll have, we'll have a little break there we'll come yeah. back and we'll, we'll do the next two games Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games so for great customer service all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off and all your hobby needs go to www.elementgames.co.uk to support us directly click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. Okay, we're back. So, um, who did you play in game two then, lads?
2: Um, I played a guy called Dan Millard. Um He's one of the guys from actually chat and watching. So, I played him a couple of times over the years. He's um, not really a tournament goer, to be honest. It was, it was nice to see him um, getting into the sort of like the, the tournament scene. Um, yeah, I've never seen that um, any time. because he's never sort of like had a, you know, the, the inkling I suppose to go along and play. And I think because obviously Kieran had let you get in with with sort of like armies that weren't uh, painted. It gave someone like Dan an opportunity to come along and play. He wouldn't normally go because he's not really a, you know, like, I like you. You always see guys at like some clubs that don't paint any of their models. It's just like a sea of grey. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. So is that his his barrier? Then he just doesn't paint. Yeah, I think he doesn't paint, but he's he's absolutely adamant that he's coming to Safe Coast this year. So he's like, you know, working his way through his army and stuff. Well, and I like, we'll see him there. Yeah, you know, because he didn't realise that you ran the Safe Coast. He was like talking about it in awe. He was like, going, oh, yeah, like are you going to go to Safe Coast. Obviously, it's like the, the biggest tournament and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, you know, the guy I would come with, Dan. <laughs> he was like, I was like, he runs it with his mate, Dan, and obviously Wayne as well. Yeah, oh, that's, so. uh, that's quite interesting. Yeah, it was really nice to like you know hear something like generally be excited about coming along and like trying to get an army painted specifically for him. Um, so, yeah. yeah um, so anyway, yeah, I played Dan. It was the the birds scenario or whatever it's called. I can't pronounce it. The birds of Gur, You said it wasn't it? Something like that. You got a table basically quarters. table quarters. Um, um, and Dan had a bit of an odd army. Um, I think we actually mentioned it in the the last episode that we did in the the run up He had a little bit of everything in his army. Um, he had um, quite a few Stormcast characters he had the Celestant the Castellant and the Heraldor and he had the Venator as well, the bird guy Um, as well as that he had a unit of dwarf hammers I think it was ten, he had Belagor um, he had two bolt throwers to Dark Half ball he had a an Empire General. On a, Just like a random assortment of yeah, models. An Empire General on a, a Griffin.
0: Right. Okay. Um, and I'm sure he probably had some more stuff, but I can't think was, was he it. trying to get one of every faction?
2: I think he must have been. Uh, you know, and I, I can see why. Looking at how he played it, it, it kind of made. I mean, some of it didn't make sense to me, but you know, I can see why he took Belagar because I didn't know what Belagar did until like turn two. Um, but he's quite good. Um, but yeah, I, I was a bit more confident going into this game, um, obviously playing Carl and stuff, knowing what the army can do and, and how it worked. So um, the I, I sort of played it the same way as I did against Carl. I deployed everything that I could um, and the rest of it was in the Celestial realm. Dan, um, again beat me with deployments because I had seven different things coming down so obviously I hadn't put much thought into this with regards to making sure that I get the first turn but um, he let me get first turn anyway and um, yeah I had a bit more of a, an idea of what, what I was doing so um, first first thing I did was with my Venator the bird guy I shot his Venator with the big arrow Yeah, and one shot at it and took it off in the first turn Um. I then used the because obviously you have the Griffin model. Um, I was a bit concerned about the, the amount of damage they can do because I assumed it'd be a bit like a dragon, so um, you know, with the the bite, yeah. And um, so I used the Vexler to teleport the protecting unit, um, down in it's within six inches of it, isn't it? It has to be, or as in. F- Three inches, isn't it? So within three, 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 yeah. yeah. No, there's no restriction on distance. So. No, that's it. So I put it down within three inches, but I outside it. of three. So, so not, not within three. three. Yeah, outside of three. Uh, I positioned it so that it was outside of three of the 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 Griffin, but also it was quite close to one of his bought throw units. Right. Okay. Um, which was within six of the protectors. So obviously. When they land, they do the mortal wounds, don't they, within six inches on yep. a four-up. Um, so I rolled two four-ups and did mortal wounds to the griffin and to the ball crow, Um which was quite nice. Um, did you kill the crew? Because they were separate, weren't the they? Yeah. yeah, I killed the crew, yeah. Killed yeah. the crew off the bullcrow on the first turn. Um, I then, you know, it didn't really do a last part. I charged the protectors into the griffin. Um, it already took a few wounds off and I, I killed a griffin in one round of combat. Like I managed to get, um, you know, getting those sixes through um, with the Protectors. And I think I put 13 wounds on it. Yeah, so that's one dead birdie though. That was one dead bird. Um, so yeah, that was like my first turn. Um, Dan sort of like essentially moved his, moved Belagar into the, the Protectors and took him off. Cause, really? Yeah, he can attack twice Can't he? he does die three wounds. I didn't know that. You're good yeah. then he's really good, yeah, like, Balagor's really good, he, he went in, he basically goes in and he attacks and does die three wounds, um, which is, you know, if he gets, to, he, he hits quite easily as well. How many attacks does he uh, have? Uh, I think it was four attacks. It's quite impressive to kill five protectors with just, you know. Yeah, but he I mean, gets four attacks but he gets to attack twice, so he does yeah, one attack but even but does so. well, once per game. But yeah, he managed to kill five protectors, which yeah. was, um, a little bit painful. Um, so, yeah, so that was like, you know, his turn why not I'm not going to go through each turn, blow by blow, but I, I dropped a few bits down from the um, from the Thunderstrike my turn and held up his advance because he had some of his characters coming forwards. Um, I managed to sort of, like, get around him because he... It looked like he had me on the back foot. Did he give uh, you first turn? He gave me first turn, yeah. And
0: it's a bit unusual when you've got two bolt throws to do that.
2: Yeah, Cause... I... I I think he wanted to double turn, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but the problem I've got is that it allows you to drop down like you did and
2: take out key pieces. Yeah, which, you know, I I did really. You know, it's like the Alpha Strike for those protectors against monsters. Really good. Uh, And yeah, he he basically, I sort of, he looked like he had me on the back foot at the end of sort of like turn two. And he, he was talking to Liam, and he's like, oh, you know, I think this is this is going to be over soon. And Liam said, did you realise he's not deployed half of his army? Because right? <laughs> <laughs> I think he didn't realise that I had like a lot of stuff off the table still. Um, and then... Turn three, um, I managed to drop down a few of the units. Um, the prime came down um, with this time in the right turn and did six attacks. So I should have probably, I've been should have probably kept him up to turn four, um, but yeah, the prime came down managed to kill um, kill the unit, killed um, the hammer unit because I sort of. Well, if you if you come down and killed the whole unit, then that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, managed to come down and do that. It's like basically the, the prime, the story of the Primes, he goes in and kills a, a unit and then promptly dies. Or does what mine doesn't, just doesn't hit at all. Yeah. No, mine was hitting really well and killing stuff. It I'm just glad hit. yours was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I sort of like, it, it got to the, it was a bit to and fro y. There was a few, um, a few sort of moments where like, I like, I found that Geraldo I wasn't a big fan of up until actually playing against it and. I had some units around the center of the build, the uh, center of the table, and his heraldal was like properly sort of like. Heraldals amazing. Yeah, he's so good. I've, I've definitely, you know, imagine two of them.
0: And i think the fact you can make a unit run and charge is really useful as
2: well. Yeah, it's it's really good. I think the the vexiller's reroll charge really good as well. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Because it makes a unit so reliable, you know. Um, it's great if you use it on angels as well.
1: Oh, yeah, cause Cause they you it. can
0: declare a really long charge and just have them within 12 of the Vexilor and then you just get to reroll it. So it's like two chances at rolling that 18 or whatever you need, like
2: 17. It's. I find it really good with the Prime. You know, you basically sit next to the Prime and, and see... You know, put it near the prime within 12 of the Prime, so then if he doesn't get in on that 9 or whatever, you can reroll it. And if that doesn't work, then you just turn... You just split the, the dice, it. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, which a lot of people didn't. I had to show sort of Carl and Dan. Oh, what, the rule? The rule, yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people were like, he does what? <laughs> like, you know, and um, so that was quite cool. Um, but yeah, it, this game was a little bit more one-sided than the game against Carl. I felt like I knew what I was doing a little bit more. You now, I just found my, sort of, like, my feel for the army and what it does. So um, I think Dan had just one bolt throw left at the end of the game. Um, and you know, I scored, uh, looking at it, as twenty nine for me and thir- uh, 3 for him. Wow, bit of a stomping. Yeah, so that was... It was... it was To be fair, I think we both had a fun game with it. I, I'd like to think Dan had a fun game anyway. He did say that he enjoyed himself because, you know, there was a bit toey and fro in the middle. is Lord Celestin, sort of... You know, he had the off guy. Um, and, you know, it was like two off guys fighting each other at the centre of the table and stuff like that. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's the, the problem with... Um like I don't know just maybe it's a little bit I'm not sure I don't, I don't know it just you've got the army you've got the shooting it doesn't really do a lot does it I mean
2: no. I think um, I think he missed there a little bit I think he definitely missed the trick with some of the stuff that you could do um, after sort of like the seeing what my prime can do he never even thought of including when he was like that. Is absolutely amazing so you I think he was getting, like, bringing it up on his phone and looking at... like. If I,
0: if I was playing Order, like any Order faction in Grand Alliance, I'd probably have a, a Prime, even if just in the side pool. Yeah. Because it, it's some games, you're just like, I need to come down, I need to deal with those things. I mean, the only criticism I have is that he can't influence the game really until, like, turn three onwards.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's actually quite a big deal. Well, I suppose he's safe,
2: then. He's safe points, I suppose. Yeah, but
0: the problem is when you want him to come down and strike, like, an artillery battery... He ain't doing that. Um, yeah, you know, and, and so it comes a toss up of: do you take the prime or do you take the Vexlor and a unit of of like paladins? And then you you've got certain influence the game on turn one.
2: Yeah, because the vexlers, I, I just through, you know, alpha strikes was brilliant. Like you know, the, he didn't see that coming at all. When I just went like, well, okay, I'm going to first turn. I, he was like, what? <laughs> he didn't expect it to happen. I think you know, in the meta that is sort of like the this that little tournament, they didn't really sort of consider what the banner guy does.
0: No, it seems a bit weird that you've got like Carl who's using a lot of Stormcast stuff in his Empire and he's not got a banner or a guy in his army. Can you imagine dropping those nine retributes on somebody's face after you've buffed all their to hit rolls? Yeah. So you can buff them in the hero phase and then in the hero phase pick them up in the right order. Yeah. You could literally drop that unit doing double mortal like two mortal wounds on a four plus right next to something and it'd just be like pretty horrific um and they've got auto hits as well so they'd basically be auto hitting <sighs> so you basically just roll the dice to see how many explosions you get yeah, see um
2: what you batter but yeah i um I, th- I think the the banner guy is just like essential and also i think or too um, yeah I'll, I'll get on to my, I got a story about it in my game um which I think I'd
0: go on to now. Are you, are you all right? Yeah, check yeah. no, that. Yeah. No, so, um, I played, um, Stuart Calendar, and actually I've played him before in, um, 8th edition. So we played at, um, lightning strike, I think it was, uh, with my vampires against his dwarves, which I think we covered in a show. Must've done. Um, must've done. Um, but basically I, um, he had, he had quite a nice army, um, reminded me a little bit of my blood and glory list. Um, so you basically had Caradrian on a frost spire, an anointed on a flame spire. So frost heart, not frost spire. It's just misprinted in this list. <laughs> um, Twenty Phoenix guard, two units of and reavers, a lawmaster, Tyrion and Teclis. Then two flame cannons and a dwarf engineer. So um, very very fiend. Um, so basically, I did the same thing. I, I you know I put I made sure the flame cannons. I think they've only got like a twenty-four inch range. So I just stayed out of range. Um, put my army up in the thing, and he he basically put his army down and was a bit like, "Well, there's only two models on the table." And do the classic thing. I moved the bow guy into the wood, uh, and then I tried to one-shot Techless, didn't kill him. So he's going. I've got to kill that guy. I've got to kill that. I've got to kill that bow dude. Yeah. Um, then he goes right. I'll buff. Um, I'll buff Karadjurin up on the Phoenixes, so the Phoenixes basically get like a one-up or a two-up save. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll throw him out and I'll, I'll kill that angel dude. Um, but then, and he had his Phoenix Guard all clustered up and his general was the champion of the Phoenix Guard. And okay. what he was doing was making the Phoenix Guard immune to shock. I don't know if that was intentional or just because that's the only thing he can do and it's the only unit because that stops my bravery bomb. Yeah. Uh, but i didn't know whether he actually saw that coming or that's just there is no other choice because they don't have any other abilities so and it's the obvious target so maybe it wasn't that clever um so again he did that and he, he plowed Cradrin like out like a basically a whip with a bum full of dynamite straight into the guy with the bow i didn't kill teclis with the bow in fact did nothing to him he killed the... Cradrian. Uh, ended up killing the Angel guy over two rounds, because, again, he got the, the double turn. Not that I cared. Um, and then what was quite funny, he had Tyrion, both Flame Cannons and the crew, and the Engineer all stood on a hill. Yeah. So in yeah. my second turn, I dropped Heraldor down. Yeah. 2-2. <laughs> <22. laughs> so all the guys on the hill took D3 Mortal Wounds. Um and then I got the, um, I dropped all my other guys down. I slowed down gradually on the Frostfire because he, he, you know, once you drop down, he's now movement like 8 with a D6 charge. It's 14 inch fret. Dropped all my shooters down, just shot, shot him, shot the, shot Teclis off, um, shooting the Lawmaster because then he can't power up the Phoenixes. And then eventually what, what, at least what I just did over the game is shot shoot him slow him down by dropping liberators one turn after the other because you get three units so just every turn you drop a unit of liberators just to to tag stuff with the half move um he allowed me to drop behind him again which again is a a mistake the prime and the decimators went into the um um the phoenix guard and and the prime just completely fluffed for two rounds eventually they all got dragged down the phoenix guard um by, by those two models so that's fine the Prime then spat his Comet Strike Scepter summoned the unit of crossbows next to Tyrion and just killed Tyrion because he's already killed him once so he'd come back to life and then they just killed him again but Heraldor basically killed both Flame Cannons and the Engineer and, Tecla and Tyrion and a unit of Lyran Reavers all on his own because he just just by tooting his horn
2: amazing I love um, that Heraldor man I, I honestly I, had, I just went away as soon as we finished I was like yeah I'm going to buy Heraldor
0: Yeah, he's, he's so good, and literally, it just, because you got the, I got the double turn on that, going between two and three, and I could drop the prime on the third one, and some of the decimators, and then, you know, it just, it just does so much, it's just, it's just so good. I found though that the, the flame spire, was just doing my head in. It was just killing a unit of Liberators in one round. I was just like, oh my god, my Liberators are just dying in droves. I lost <laughs> loads in this game. Like, literally, my men were just... They were just crumbling the bits. Like the They were just going through, like, Cradrin and, and the, the Anointed. was just killing a unit a turn. I just couldn't really do much about it. I did kill Cradron at the end of the game. I did, the only thing he had left was, I think, it was the Frostfire Phoenix.
2: Um, the the, the Phoenixes seemed really good. <clears throat>
0: well, the worst Oops. thing about the the flame spire one is that on a four, up he comes back to life. Yeah. So <clears throat> I didn't kill him. What I did is I dropped him so he couldn't score. Okay. And then I just stopped shooting at him. Just, well, I'm not gonna shoot him. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> if he can't score, because it to delay like five wounds, and he can't, um, he's not gonna come back.
2: Yeah.
0: And then basically, I had, I had basically outscored him on every other quadrant, so. There was nothing. I mean, I killed Karadrim by using my um, Comet Strike Scepter to do D3 Mortal Wings to him at 24 inches away. That's how I killed him.
2: but <laughs> The general <sighs> well, thing I didn't think it. about with the, with the Prime, is that every time the Prime comes down, I was always, yeah. always like, the Prime comes down, it goes in, it kills something. Whereas, I think, like, me and you speaking about it the other day, it was like, it's a gun platform, it's brilliant. Yeah. Well
0: I just used him very
2: defensively. Like he would go into
0: combats where he wasn't in danger of dying but he could chip away or or kill something. And he would then use his because the reason I did that is because I can't summon my units without him alive. Yeah. So if he dies on the before I get to summon the five guys with crossbows, then I've just lost a unit. So I've got to be very careful where I put him. Um But obviously they don't count as dead, but it's just I don't get that benefit. So he needs to be up on the table for two turns. The turn he comes down, and the turn afterwards, really to make maximum benefit of that. That there. Um, yeah. I mean, he is good in combat, but yeah. Um, but that game was it was a bit one-sided. It was getting a little bit sketchy at the beginning. I thought it was, I was I was a bit worried that I was it was going to fall away from me. But as soon as you kill Techless and the Lawmaster. Because Teclis knows the Lawmaster spell, so you basically double handed Glory the Phoenixes, they get armor save, you double Mystic Shield them, well, you Mystic Shield one, she can't double it, and then yeah. they all get armor saves again, so basically you'll end up with like a 2 up and a 1 up save on both Phoenixes. Um, and then you just launch them out, but the thing is I've got nothing to launch at.
2: Yeah, because nothing's on the table yet.
0: And so, the mistake he made really, and I said to him that, One, putting all your sort of stuff in a cluster on that hill was a mistake. And two, like, just spreading your army out and and chucking your combat uh, at the the couple characters I had on the board. But every person I played did the same thing. I had to go with the bow, everyone just launched their hardest, fastest, best unit at them, and then I just dropped liberators to slow them down so they couldn't come back and save their main army. and literally I did that every game and it worked every game and it it was just like oh your army's so good it's like well you just played you didn't play it right you should have sat and I think it was an experience against that formation
2: Yeah, because the
0: formation makes that list and my list was a very shooty army it didn't do a lot of fighting it just dropped and shot people and stopped people fighting me and then I just had one unit which was the decimators with the prime and they just went in and killed something
2: I think you found the 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 crossbowmen really good in in that sort of setup as well. I yeah, you they think. were amazing.
0: Twenty-four inch range, freeze and freeze. You know, twos to get your D six hits with the the prime because you're given the special bow. Rend one, just brilliant. And the javelins were fairly good to be fair. Again, they chipped away. I mean, I would have rather just had more judicators to be perfectly honest with you, but. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't want to spam too much of one thing because you never know one change to comp and then suddenly you're like oh shit i have got an army no, that's um, yeah I mean did
2: you did the crossbow guys were they good as well Cause, like, the amount yeah teams... I, I do
0: like them because basically <laughs> it's a little bit abusive I guess but when you when you use the prime to do the Comet strike scepter in the, the you can summon a unit in the host of zeros yeah. and because they're summoned in the shooting phase they haven't moved in the movement phase so you get to like, extra shoot with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Such a fucking beardy bastard. <laughs> I was going to take ten of them, but I just didn't have time to build the other unit. But, yeah, I do like them. I think I think they're good. And like, if you're playing pool comp as well, they're really good, because they're 12-inch range, so they don't count towards your shot cap. So, you know, rather than having a unit of liberators, you could have a unit of them, know they're half a point more, but... In in the PCK comp, they're exactly the same cost as liberators. So it's just like, why would you take liberators other than yeah. to unlock the formations?
2: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be putting together some of the, the crossbowmen because I didn't see much use for them initially, but I think that they are. Um, they're quite good.
0: They're good. They're just good at shooting. Like especially like when they're in combat, or when yeah. stuff around them's in combat and they're just stood around. You just stuff is within twelve you don't mm. need to move. I had it several times where even under multiple rounds, there was stuff within 12 and they could just shoot, especially when you got so pinned in combat and you're like, well, you're in combat. You can't, you can retreat, but then you're not doing anything to get out of range of the, the sort of the double shot uh, yeah. or the extra shot. Um, and you know, the Thunder crossbow, what I found the biggest strength for the Stormcasts is the ability just to do more wounds. Like, uh, half the games, I thought, I don't need the Night Vex a lot with that banner. I wish I just gave him the 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 Comet Strike banner to do more Mortal Wounds because it's just better. Because I don't need the ability to pick a unit up and drop it because I'm doing that with the Prime, so I don't need it, and the formation does it, so I would have been better off just taking the the Comet, and because it's obviously it's, it doesn't matter, it's just when you deploy them, you go, oh, I have this weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's better in that list and I should have been using that more
2: yeah I think the the being able to drop that meteor as well you know double that up with the prime and stuff you know you, like you said you don't really need to be able to teleport do you because no. you're already doing that and you know you can summon a unit where you need it from the prime sector so yeah I think perhaps the was not the meteoric standard would have been better sure.
0: yeah but that game basically ended up as a as a win to me um that was, it was the hardest, I think it was the list, the army game I, I struggled the most with, Um because just the, the strength of this list, basically. Um But I ended up winning that 30 points to six.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you know I mean, because the points are scored at the end of the game, aren't they, so... Yeah.
2: Yeah, because obviously everything's gone and stuff. So, yeah, but no, it it did seem like you had a a fun game because I came over because my game was finished really quickly and you were still sort of playing out, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I had a lot of people going over and going. Like, I had all my Stormcast in a cardboard box and I was like, this is my Celestial Realm and people were just, I think people were loving it. Um, I did have a lot of (laughs) comments um, as I, like, surrounded people with just loads of men with guns and literally they're like... And then, because of the the big thing is the speed reduction, because yeah. it's just so good. Because they can't counterattack you, even if they get the next turn, you're just like, yeah, well, you can't actually get to me. And then you get another turn, you drop another unit, and they can't, and they still can't get to you. <laughs> and so, literally, you're just there shooting them with impunity, uh, not that far away, and and fighting where you want to fight, and they've got no way to stop you. And it it just was so strong. I mean, yeah, ridiculously good.
2: I um, no, it's saying it's, it's
0: fun. Well, for me anyway. Yeah, I don't today. No, no, I don't really care about my opponent's enjoyment. So it's not about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really kidding. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, your uh, your last game then, mate?
1: Uh, my last game, right? Well, I was up on
2: the heady heights of table two at this point. Yeah, so make from that what you will. And um, I was playing <laughs> a guy called William Morris. Now. This game was actually quite fun. William's a real nice guy, um, and this was my first experience of playing Seraphon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Russ pointed out how bad, not how bad, how filth William's list was um,
0: in the previous episode. Uh, I said it was pretty good. I mean, you yes. do not want to be playing demons against it,
2: that's for sure. Yeah, I think my favourite my favorite comment for the weekend is me going, fucking our these are really good. And you, you turned very very really, lads? Really? <laughs> oh, I think I was just like, you're only about six weeks late, mate. So it's yeah. <laughs> fine. Um, um, but yeah, we had the. There was another sort of like contentious moment with this uh, this mission because essentially, um, you, it was just oh, <laughs> so dis- dis- I know. Yeah, pick a unit. So basically, in this mission, you would pick you would pick a unit for you of your army that you wanted your opponent to kill. Well, that you had to protect, That so, I had to protect, and then they would pick a unit, and it was it I had to pick a unit as so well.
0: You, you pick a unit you want to kill on their army, and you pick a unit in your army you want to protect. So okay. you you pick the the army that the unit that you are going to be easiest for them to not kill, yeah. and you pick the unit in their army that's the easiest to kill, and they do the same to you.
2: Yeah, in so, theory. So what I did is I picked an a, a unit that he was. Uh, yeah, he For him to kill for my army, I picked a unit of Liberators and I left it deployed in the Celestial round until turn six.
0: Yeah, because that, that, that's really easy to kill those when you don't get a chance. To kill them. <laughs>
2: and the guys were like, what? Like I, <laughs> Liam said to me, he's like, "That's there's nothing wrong with you doing that, but you, you're a bit of a dick if you do.
0: Well, it's not your fault that they didn't word it that the unit had to be deployed on the table, did it?
2: No, it didn't have to be. They said, well, that's how we, that's how it's intended. No, well, did not say it has to be, does not say it, does it. Sorry. So, yeah, you totally did to do the same thing, did you? Um,
0: well, I, I didn't. I wasn't going to, but I did, and then, and then my opponent picked one that was in the realm as well, so I was like, oh, winner.
2: Yeah, so I'll just keep these up here, and you can't score any points. Yeah. So yeah, so I picked my unit to to be in the Celestial Realm, and he had two bastilladons. And I looked at the one bastilladon, and I was like, "Well, what I'll do is I'll alpha strike that bastilladon with the protectors again because it's a monster." You can see the inexperience of Les here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what I did
0: is, yeah.
2: So he deployed the ball in the corner. What was the um, unit he picked? The people picked card. Um, I think he picked the unit adjudicators yeah no no, he, no for him oh, yeah he wanted me to kill his temple guard yeah 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 and uh, and you know I thought yeah that would be fine I'll kill them um, and <laughs> again showing your inexperience yeah and, uh, that he um, he picked the unit adjudicators to kill mine. okay so yeah so um, so first turn I go first and I try and kill his uh, on with the unit protectors which worked out really well no. Yeah, so that didn't happen. But he uh, was using Lord Croak, wasn't he? He had two Lord Croak, a million swords, <sighs> Um, a, t- t- a million? A, a million. I do think he had a million. God. He had loads, so there's
0: 20. <laughs> 20 Temple Guard, not Sorus. Yeah, 20 Temple Guard, yeah. Uh, so um,
2: Ripidactyls. Yeah. Um, sca- two Skeet Priests, two, two Jungle, jungle Swarms. Yeah, two Jungle Swarms. And was it the, the stupid banner that lets Croak. Boost. No, the Scarvet BSB
0: with that, yeah the, yeah, the the booster range of the spells or something.
2: That's it, yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I tried to kill his um, Bastildon, which I didn't. No. Yeah. The um, mistake he made here was not just trying to kill Croak. And yeah, like he told me Croak's rules, and I was like, oh, that, that seems like he's impossible to kill. Near yeah. Death. So I didn't try and kill him, which was a mistake. Um, and generally, I, I think looking back at this game, I'm, I'm not going to go into it massively, but essentially, he shot me off with Croke's Spell with, and
0: with the and
2: yeah. Um, yeah, I lost. I lost the Prime, and um, what did you drop the Prime on? Uh, the Temple Guard. Mm. Did you? I take it you didn't do enough to turn four. I, I dropped him and put him in with the eight attacks, and um, he couldn't. He still didn't do enough. He he managed to, um, didn't kill enough for for him, the, the temple guard not to be able to strike back and kill the prime. If mm-hmm. That makes sense.
0: Yeah.
2: So he, he managed to kill the prime of the temple guard. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to get the Celestian guy on Dracoff in at the same time, um, which probably would have gave away the Celestian guy on Dracoff too. Yeah, but, but you he, failed the charge, didn't you? But I failed the charge. I mean, you would have given him away, but it meant he, could have, he would have had to think about where he was directing his attacks.
0: Yeah, and I think you said
2: he did it on the last attack. It was like exactly the right number of words. Exactly the right number of attacks to kill the Prime. Um, which, I mean, I don't know whether the Drakoff guy would have swung the favour. Anyway. Well, what you could have done with the Dracoff is stopped him
0: being able to pile in on the
2: Prime yeah. with everything.
0: Because so, with the Prime, you could put him on an edge, so he's only touching like one guy and then you put the Dracov guy to soak, to, to combat, touch loads of them. That's and then the they have to go towards the nearest when they pile in. Yeah. So you basically stop him being able to kill the prime
1: That's because he it.
0: can't get the number of attacks against him.
2: That's what I've done as well. I would put the prime into, because he had him in like two lines. I'd put the yeah. prime at the corner and tried to just sort of like, you know, into the one side and then tried to get the, the, the Dracoff guy, but you know, it didn't work out that way. Um, yeah. And he basically managed to shoot me off. Um, it was pretty sloggy. The last turn, um, I, I was trying to just get cheap sort of PCK points. Yeah, couldn't get it. Um, but it was a fun game, and like William was a top guy in this. But like, I don't want to sort of like, do the game like miss justice by sort of, like not really going into too much detail. But essentially, he- well, you, you obviously
0: with the stormcast army, you've got a few key moves. This yeah. is probably the best way to describe them, and that's the banner drop, the prime drop. Um, you
2: know, and if those have backfired you're you're very quickly
0: on the back foot.
2: Yeah, and it, like you know, not killing the Temple Guard unit and the Bastilladons were just like caking I think this was total total inexperience on your part. Yeah. Um, no knowing, knowing the game now, if I played the game again, I would have tried to kill the prime I would have tried to shoot the BSB off as soon as I possibly could.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean I,
2: I literally all I would be doing is I would have picked
0: Croak as the target and I would have just dropped with the prime and a unit of paladins on the same turn to try and alpha
2: strike that unit down. Yeah, he um, deployed in such a way that I couldn't get behind him. He had croak right on the table edge and surrounded yeah. units. I would have had to wait for him to. Or perhaps I should have played the waiting game a little bit. More. Yeah, I
0: mean, if you most of your stuff's off, I mean, you had a lot of stuff on the table, mm-hmm. but you could even put very far away and just say, "Well, yeah, okay, you can cast spells, but you're not
2: getting, you're not getting at me." Um, uh. That's again, it's inexperienced to, to play in the list and knowing what Lizman actually do. Um, and yeah, no, it was like a top time. it was a fun game. And seeing how good Lizman are, I was like, oh, you know, you know, I can see why there was a, a little bit of whinging about it initially. Um, so yeah, I think I got 14 points in that game and he got 21. So it wasn't like a whitewash, but it was still you know, in win-loss-draw. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's a, a loss as a loss, isn't it? So. Yeah,
2: loss as a loss. Is a loss so. But no, Williams, at the top, but I really enjoyed it. So. And nice to see I continue my age of tradition of as soon as I get on the table that is any good, i choke.
0: Yeah, I think classic, I don't think classic you... Classic players.
1: It wouldn't yeah. be Warhammer without it.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't think you would have been in a shout with, um, with a, a podium, even not, if you won that game, I don't think.
2: Not on the two, because it was two... Well, I don't know, no. Because you'd had two wins, so you would have been on fourth anyway. Same as Rob Perrin. Rob Perrin was on two wins, wasn't
0: he? No, he oh, yeah, he was, yeah. Maybe you could have. Depends on your uh, point differential, I guess. Yeah.
2: Not very much. It was nice to be, you know, nice to sort of like... you know, It makes me think if I'd have actually played some practice games and knew what I was doing, I might have been in. Yeah, but the point of this
0: wasn't to, to do well. It was to learn what your army did and have a bit of yeah. fun and and... And, you know, see what you could do with the army, really. Learn how the yes. units worked. and Actually, yeah. sort of, your objective is to learn the game, isn't it? It's not, it's not there to go
2: and win. I mean... Yeah. Something um, would have been wrong if I didn't, like, you know, podium with, like, a the and a Comp as so.
0: well. Well, maybe, but it's, I, I honestly think if you're not using some sort of thing with the Stormcast, it's very hard to be competitive. Yeah. I think they're a little bit... Um, I think the only reason I did so well is because of the formation I was using. Because yes. there's no comp on formations at the moment. Which I'm sure will change. And then as soon as you put any sort of comp on that, you cannot take that list anymore.
2: No.
0: Because the formation is exactly what, with 1-2, is exactly what you need to be able to field it.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, you can't take it, Mo. can you? You can't take it in the pool. No, time. you can't, no. So yeah. I thought, well, I might as well use it so they can give it a bit of fun um, so my last game I was meant to play Bilal but he had to go so um, I played um, Carl um, which we already talked about his list but basically the essential point of this game is to put his army in a corner um, and he picked one of my units so I, in the Celestial Realm was his target so I was just okay fine um, essentially what happened here is he ran he I, I do what I do against most of the opponents in this tournament. I basically just let them have two turns when I've got very little on the table while I'm shooting them. And they just get bored or, or just decide that they need to go and get some points and they run their army at me um, and leave some of it behind. Um, so he had like he had like a, a load of flagellants um, and he deployed his retributors in like a pocket like out of the way so I can alpha strike them which is basically the right thing to do. Um and he, he kept his army quite tight and I thought he was gonna he was gonna play this quite tight. But what he did is he moved up and he left room at the back of his army for the prime to drop in. So I basically dropped the prime in behind him. He'd run his demis, Fulton and the Knights all the way across the board to try and kill my bow dude who was shooting his wizards. Um he did get there, but they were like literally in my deployment zone, and so when I dropped my liberators there's a bit of terrain and I dropped him the opposite side of the terrain but slowed them all down I think I used angels actually so they could move away quicker um, so basically he's like well they're not in the game now they're basically out of the game because I'm going to do that every turn and they're, they're never going to get near my army or back to help um, I dropped all my shooters and I just started shooting the war the war altar, um and the wizard which was my target um, and I, the other target was the nine retributors so I alpha strike them Put the Prime in, put the Decimators in, um, because he, he, Prime goes, drops down, charges in, this is on round 3 I did this, um, does his, um, Comet Strike Scepter, then the, um, the Decimators do get deployed next to them, free, just outside of 3, they all charge in, um, then the, I fight the Decimators first, do a bunch of damage, he strikes me back, doesn't do enough to kill the Prime, because he's only got like one or two men that can hit him, uh, he did take like four wounds off the prime though, it was a bit scary um, and then the prime attacks um, and basically out of the nine retributors with the, I think I killed six but then with the battle shock he's minus four bravery plus six dead, so he's basically they're all dead they just all died for the battle shock um, and the, the decimators were, were amazing because they just literally went in and then I killed the um I killed the Lord Celestant with two sets of D three mortal wounds from the um <laughs> with the Star Soul Maces the next turn. Um yeah, and literally just, just destroyed everything in his deployment zone. I didn't kill the demis. Volton in the last round I just shot and killed him with all my shooters. Um and I used my Knight Azeros to tie up the race guard knights. Um when they were sort of free, and I ran out of men to drop, but it was it was pretty much a bit of a whitewash this game to be honest. Um I didn't lose a lot. I think I lost one character and one unit um, to the um, Demis and... I don't, know, I don't know what else I lost. Maybe it was the Knight of Zeros, I don't know. But it was basically 30 points to me and two to Carl. So Carl said he made a mistake. I lost the Decimators because I made a mistake. I, I When I piled it on the Lord Celestine, I left them within three of his Protectors. Um, who then like killed the two Decimators. But I found with the Protectors... Um, I shot his off because, to be honest, even with minus one, the sheer number of shots I was shooting into them, it didn't really matter. Um, and again, knight herald, the herald was amazing because he had all his men clustered round the wood. Yeah. So you do that. That's two wizards in the wood. Okay. Well, that's they're both taking D three. The water was taking D three. The flagellant's take D three, and the uh, <laughs> mm. and then the, the crossbow guys dropped and literally Gatling gunned all the flagellants down um i think Carl said he said he, he made a mistake his his plan was to sit back and not let me get behind him um he got greedy with his with his magic i think he tried to move the wizard he left the gap for me to drop down so he just
2: he just made a mistake basically um it's he said he was a bit mistake. a bit tired uh? it's easy then when you're playing an army that you know you've not played before and you've got like you know if you, you let people sort of like and Sort of follow their own plans, really, don't
0: you? I think the problem is, like, if you, if you, I mean, he, he really, like, overextended, but, like, I, I had this before, like, you go, oh, I'll just sit in a corner, in a, in, like, a semicircle, or in a ball, and you're like, fine, well, I'll just drop all my judicators, and my, and my 18 inch range damage to javelins and hammers, and I'll just shoot you. And I'll drop comets on you, and you're like, well, shit, I've got to come out, because if I don't come out, he's just going to shoot me for five turns. So, you have to move out, but then as soon as you break up, you leave a gap, and then the, the combat stuff drops on your face. So it's it's really strong. And then if you overextend to try and like rush the anything that you've dropped, like the shooters, then as stuff drops, you get slowed down, so you just can't get back. You can't react to things. It's a really, really strong list. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> so, um.
2: Sounds like you did to be honest. Yeah. Uh,
0: but it, it, I, I really enjoyed using the army. There was a lot of stuff in the army I really liked. Um, I still, in my head, there's still loads of stuff not using that formation I could do with the army. Um, but as people follow on Twitter and stuff will know, I'm doing Bloodbound, um, for the Masters. Uh, I will go back to the Stormcast, but.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it was good fun. No, I did. I, I, for me, You know, just sort of like before we give out the final standards, um, which I'm sure we can guess. Um, For me, I think it was just what I needed. It was just what I needed to get me 100% into the game, you know. Personally, I, I, I feel that I was a bit sort of unsure about what I was going to do and whether I was going to play. And the whole reason for me doing this was because I, you know, the, the tournament was mainly because we were going to do different events together where it was like, you know, the podcast. And, yep, yep. um, you know, we were going to Sheffield and we were going to go to Fires and Fours and, and obviously with Coast coming and stuff. Um, I was, I thought I better actually, you know, play some games and actually do this. And I thought, why not go and try and play at a tournament? Rather than try and just practice in the club and 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 see a few bits and bobs, I thought why not go into balls deep and it's just what I needed for anyone that's sort of sitting on the fence. And you know, if you listen back to a few of the episodes, you can well, my sort of like absence on a few of the episodes as well, you can tell that I wasn't particularly sold on the game. You know, that's not saying that it's the only game I'm ever going to play, but it,
0: no, it, and I think I think you had that that issue where I was saying to you, you just need to go and play a tournament.
2: Yeah, and yeah, and I, I think even though it was like a small little thing, it was just what I needed. It honestly, it made me, it made me realize, it made me fall in love with you know with the, the Stormcast Army and stuff, and you know, and not necessarily perhaps using the Thunderstrike Brotherhood. It's made me aware of you know, it's you know, gave me an insight as to what I want to paint for the army and stuff, and you know, it spurred me to paint. You know, I'm sat here in front of you know my entire army. Base coated and washed, you know, now which would never have happened. No, yeah, you're before. going to the masters, aren't you? Yeah, because yeah, I managed to get go to the masters on my my previous a lot lot of dropouts and eighth edition showings. Well, yeah, but me. you've got to take the opportunity,
0: <laughs> it's there, you might as well go. You? I mean, it's you'd no point dwelling on you know, that. old. do I deserve
2: to be there or anything like that? It's just. Yes. You, know, you know, I'm looking forward to going and playing because there's, there's a few, a lot of people there that haven't played before. You know, there's a couple of people there that haven't yeah, played. I think
0: probably half the field haven't actually played AOS before. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it will get some of the people that were more prominent on the scene, like you know, like people like Jack and and you know, like Jake and maybe even Hysteria and Marcus and stuff, to actually go. Actually, I quite like this
2: yeah um, actually, I enjoyed it and that's that's all you want really is you know I mean there's a couple of you know see, I'd like to see Mikey play a bit more because Mikey's a top bloke so
0: yeah exactly it'd be nice to see a little bit more of a resurgence in the uh, in the game so hopefully we'll see some of the people at the Masters sort of coming back you know you might see the return of of Luke I don't know worth do it or is he 350 I don't know it's, the rankings is a bit of a mess to be honest yeah I think they need to separate the two systems. Um, I just, I just think that needs to happen. It's not really sustainable. I think it is going to go that way, but probably not for a while yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it will be good. But basically, we should talk about stigmas, really, shouldn't we? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a bit sidetracked. Um. So yeah. So we obviously that was the end of the event and. Um, Big shout out to, to everyone there. It was really nice to chat to people and good to catch up with Rob Rob Perrin and clarify that Dan Ford is not his brother, Terry. Um, <laughs> 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 um just disclaimer, um they've disowned him um because he used that horrible Toon King list, so they basically said, You're no brother of mine. Um yeah, he's my been actual, planned. My actual brother James is my yeah. actual- and he did actually his actual brother was there as James Perrin. Um sporting some rather rather sporty uh, sideburns and yeah. his, uh, <laughs> and his uh his Glock-kin army which looked quite quite good um but yeah so basically results wise I just say as well like to the guys running it and I know I've been a little bit critical of the comp but they've they've written a comp system which is no easy thing because um, games which have not made the lives easy of gamers basically um and you know rightly or wrongly people can disagree with me on that but I think they've made it overly difficult to run an event. Um, yeah. When you look at a company like Corvus Belly, and they go, "Here's your pack. Here's the thing you can buy that lets you give all the stuff you need to give out prizes, events. Here's the rankings we run. Here's the the ITS pack, and you just you can just run it straight out of that. There's very little as a TO you need to worry about other than the venue, parking, all that kind of stuff, rather than the game inside of it. Yeah,
2: they've got their
0: own pin up not they so recognised on the, the yeah exactly I mean it's not perfect but it, it it's better than nothing um, so from my point of view like the guys that have gone out and written that PCK comp and you guys have been playing it yeah it's not perfect but it's different and it's actually quite refreshing to have something different to play because um, obviously everything at the moment is, is seems to be Mo comp or comp or comp, whatever you want to call it in the UK which is fine but um, but it, it TOs need to do a little bit more interesting things with scenarios and scoring systems, I think, to just to make it a little bit more interesting. Um obviously I don't know I've talked about it, but South Coast will be will be doing that. Um so results, I suppose it's no surprise that I ended up winning the event. Um No surprise. Well I just won all three games, so you know yeah, I don't uh, mean that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, alright, fuck off. So, that was, uh, I, you know, I, I obviously t- got my little uh, my little trophy. And then uh, William, who played with the Lisman, come second. Yeah. Uh, Rob Perrin come third with his, uh, his he was mm-hmm. using vampires, wasn't he? Death, 20,
2: basically. Uh, 20
0: Blood Knights or something like that, vampire. Yeah, he didn't take the infinite attack, etc. thing. No.
2: Um,
0: which he took a load of... He used vampires pretending
2: to be Bretonians, wasn't
0: he? He had like a load of camp. Yeah, but he had like 20 blood knights, which I just think is amazing. But some, some of the armies were a bit like crazy in the sizes, to be honest. We covered that on the other show, if you want to if you wanna back listen to that. But um, Liam, I think Liam ran a good event uh, with Kieran, and and obviously um, oh. but Liam... Yeah, or well, Carl was playing as well, wasn't he? But I think Liam was doing a lot of the organisational side um, on the day, like he was doing the admin and stuff but I think he, he did a good, a good job of that, um, hopefully see a bit more of a uh, bit, bit more of the uh, whatever they want to be called, the future chump kings running more events, but we'll see
2: Yeah, um, I think they're going to do it, never. They're, they're talking about, they were, Liam was telling me about the, the next uh, like edition of the PCK comp going to be a little bit better and a little bit more thought out and they're doing a few a few more different things where they're not going to restrict you so much what you can do. I mean, I'm sure that I don't want to be putting words in the guy's moves, but I imagine it's going to go somewhere along. Perhaps the when, the,
0: um, when they do the new set, we'll get them on to talk through it. Yeah, it'd be quite nice to get them on board. Support um, with us yeah, I mean, to- I don't mind. like I just like the fact there's another system out there. Um, so if it gets a little bit of traction, it will be quite good to to have a second set that if people want to run events on that, then that that means you've got a different... Different events to think about. I do like the fact it was Grand Alliance as well, which, you know um yeah. even though I went into a Grand Alliance event and, and wanted to take a mono Stormcast army, which is kind of what I do. Um, why are you a priest? Well he's he's order, he's Sigma. Praise he the Sigmar, he's 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 kind of I wouldn't exactly. I would never have taken him if I had a choice. No. But I didn't have a choice. So yeah, I thought, same. well, I had to take something. And it was him or Alanel. Alanel almost come out again. I don't know. yeah you're not allowed to take Alan L anymore only at the Masters but we won't talk about that now anyway um <laughs> because otherwise I'll <also> rant um <laughs> don't do it um don't yeah so that was the uh, that was the the Cygnus event so um yeah I think that's oh, pretty much covers everything but you're basically in now aren't you you're you're not on the fence anymore you're in
2: the yeah, AOS I'm, I'm in I'm, I'm almost I'm little bit too excited about you know the possibility of running different things and taking different armaments and taking different sort of like units for the stormcast i'm sure
0: the masters will knock all that out of you mate it's fine yeah i'm sure it wouldn't be no fun
2: Um, (laughs) yeah but i'm looking forward to um to to the next couple of like you know the next couple of months of doing um the events that we've got lined up now i was a bit apprehensive about it before if i'm honest whereas i'm a bit a little bit more excited
0: Yeah it should be good and I think it's nice now that we've all decided on our well apart from Byron who's still Mm -hmm. he's still flapping about on what he's actually going to be doing Um, so our Firestorm sort of list will be a bit interesting because we don't
2: Yeah, I think Firestorm's going to be quite good because, I mean, realistically, with the way that it's working with the pool system and stuff, it's not going to be like 8th where you can plan a matchup process process some while because there's nothing that is, you know, there's no, like, rock paper scissors. It's
0: also, like, people don't... Yeah, that's the kind of thing I like about AOS isn't... It it can be, like, if you've got... I mean, like, this is kind of an argument for doing really extreme army lists. Yeah. Um, But I don't know whether... I don't know how the matchup process is actually going to matter that much
2: no because I mean the only because thing because
0: people don't know the matchups
2: no I mean all you do is just not let Terry play Lord Croak basically shh don't tell people
0: yeah. um, or you get Terry to paint his own Lord Croak Seraphim army
2: yeah he's got an airbrush will take long do you uh, have the Tom Maudley TM idea yeah
0: but then, like, the sto- I think the Stormcast army is going to give us quite a nice uh,
2: thing in the matchup process people will go like, oh, I don't want to play that yeah, I don't want to play, it. especially because I can deploy different. War, um, it's different a very good drawer I mean, army as well if we need it to be. Yeah, because you can just not play the game, can't you? Almost.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do the scenarios if everyone plays the same scenario every round or what. I don't know how that's working. I don't know how much thought most put into it as a team format. I don't know because um, obviously he's running Knights' age and I think he's all about Knights. So I think AOS has kind of fallen to the wayside for him. So. I hope he's not going to just not do a very good job running it because he's concentrating on something else.
2: Mm, I'm sure he would. He's quite, you know, methodical and stuff. Any, so
0: Yeah, I, I I he is I think he is on the day with like with a lot of things but it's just whether or not it runs as smooth because he's got two events to run side by
2: side. Yeah.
0: So hopefully it will be fine but um, we'll <laughs> see.
2: I'm sorry about it Like you know the whole sort of like you said that whole matchup process now is going to be not the same like we're all used to doing the eighth matchup process and, and I think we're just we're just literally
0: going to be a bit more I don't know I don't know how important it's going to be you will we'll see it. well I think so yeah, yeah <laughs> so I've still we have to make our little face hammer cards again I suppose
2: yeah.
0: um, I've still got them actually but they've got the wrong armies on
2: yeah. <laughs> to exist, well our terrors will be the same way.
0: Yeah, I can reuse Terry's one. Yeah.
2: So, it. <laughs>
0: yeah, something. Um but I think that's uh probably brings this show to a close, but it's only like meant to be a mini soap, but it's quite long, but
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we uh that's it. So.
2: Um get all of your Stormcast Eternal filth
0: from Element Games. Yeah, we should say. Show sponsors Element Games and oh also um can you everyone please click go to our website and click through the link on our website to help support us because mm-hmm. we basically get I'm not going to be coy about it and try and be like oh the best way to find it it's not the best way to type it into Google but the point is it, it gives us a little bit of a kickback if you do that because um, it's got a unique code so basically it will it, you know it, you come from our site and it gives us a bit of support for the show so we'd appreciate it if if you are buying stuff from element it's just to click through our website to help us and um, 'Cause we're looking at um we should probably talk a little bit about the podcast and where it's going. Um we're almost up to our year old. Um which we'll cover when we do our year anniversary show, which will be the Masters show. Um Terry's working on a new website which looks really good. I think you put a post pitch up, didn't you, Terry? I see yes, he's probably playing league or
1: something. No, I'm I'm here, I'm scraping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you um did you uh, put up a? you put up a picture, didn't you, of the website? The way yeah, going. there's a
1: little mini like snippet sort of preview
0: uh, we're going to be looking at doing some YouTube content um, uh, based sort of off the back of the video I did for a listener about blending which we've talked about and um, we're going to look at doing some recording at events um, and also doing some like uh, exciting things to do with tactics workshops and things and we've even got a, a super sort of idea for an event which we're probably going to run later in the year which will be focused around how to improve your game? How to improve your hobby? So um, we're, we've got a lot. We've got a lot we want to do. So any support for the show that we can get will help us move the podcast forward and mm-hmm. become a little bit more, um, a little bit I'll say professional. Cause, you know, that's, so that's not what we're it. about, but um, you know, just just sort of help us be able to give you more content and more things because um, obviously is, it does take time and it, it does take money if we're going to start doing a videos and stuff there's some equipment i mean my headset's on its way out because i've damaged it um which i'm not happy with because it's actually quite an expensive headset so i'll probably have to buy another one um so we're, no, we're basically it's we're <laughs> it's a it's a problem when you get up from your desk and forget it's attached to your head because it's too comfortable um so yeah anyway um you know if you can support us by supporting element games through our website that's great um and also, you know, enjoy the great discounts and games which have just put up a new set of boxes, which is buy an army, starter army, um, for like 50 quid. And from Element, they're 40 quid. And the savings are just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you can get, you can get like 10 blood letters, a skull, cannon, and three blood crushes for 40 quid. Just ridiculous value, really is. <laughs> and I think the Slaves to Darkness box is really nice as a little starter army as well.
2: Yeah, I think the Seraphim one's really good too, isn't it? And the, the Undead one. I like the Undead one. What are they called Maligns or something. Malignant. Just because yeah. I think that's the key word the spirits have. Oh,
0: okay. So um, you get the um, you get like the Mortis Engine, some Hex Race, and Spirit Host. Again, I think that they, they generally work out at GW retail price about a twenty-five pound saving, but obviously at Element Games price, that's that's like a thirty-five pound saving. You're you just really, really getting a good value on those and. Um, a great way to expand your army out. The Nurgle ones particularly good. If you're um, if you're collecting like warriors and with the Grand Alliance going, you could go, oh, I could add a load of Nurgle demons to my warriors army. It's a perfect box set. Corn
2: um, stuff's good too, isn't it? The, the corn. Yeah, I'm
0: going to get the corn one for my Bloodbound. Probably get two of them actually um, to expand out my demon selection for corn. Um, but yeah, I'd say definitely worth going to the Element Games website, checking it out we've um, still got combat gauges and uh, dice shakers, so...
2: And uh, if you, know. you feel the need to do a Stormcast Army as well, I'm looking at new you, you, Neil Peckett. Um They've got the, the £100 expansion, haven't they? The £99 one, which is, you know, essentially if you add that up, you're getting, a, what was it, you said for a, a Castellan and the two adjudicators for like a Tenor or something like that,
0: isn't it? Oh, you, you say you basically get stuff for free, because I think if you're... I think something like that, yeah. Because you, you were looking at buying a unit of Paladins anyway, and yeah. you wanted a Griffhound, and you wanted yeah. the Angel. It's like, well, you might as well just buy the box set, because it's, you know, the adjudicators in there as well. You get, it's a really good deal. Um, I bought the Bloodbound expansion as well, but, yeah, if you go to Element Games, um, they've got all the stuff there at discount prices, 20% off, um, on release, and then it goes to 15 I believe. But, um, yeah, help our sponsors to, to help us. Um, if you can click through the website, that' brilliant and we'll do our year anniversary show and when we talk about the masters but yeah just stay tuned All right so we'll see you later you. to make sure you don't miss out on any more hammer to your face subscribe to us on iTunes add our RSS feed to your reader and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore We hope you enjoyed the show if you'd like to give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening